Hello, right, well, this is me, Nick Briggs, getting into my car and locking the crook lock. And, um, and now I'm about to embark upon the journey to the local railway station to travel for a couple of hours to get to London for a big finish meeting where I hope that I can get persuade everyone, if I look back into this camper van behind me, um, persuade everyone to uh, participate in a big finish podcast at the actual meeting. I think I'll be able to grab it for 10 minutes because it's ages since we've heard from um, Jason Hay-Gallery and David Richardson, executive producer and line producer respectively, on the podcast. You know, you've had a lot of Paul Sprague and me, which frankly, you know, can never be a bad thing, apart from the Paul Sprague bit. So anyway, off I go. So far, so good. That was the next big hurdle for me, finding a parking space at Crew Kern Station. Of course, I've now turned the ignition off without closing the electric windows. How many did Right. Um, <laughs> it's a beautiful, picturesque little station. This has turned into some strange country documentary, hasn't it? Um, and the interesting thing about this station for me is that clearly they use it as a place to offload minor royals onto the uh, railway network because um, many years ago my wife uh, worked as a photographer's assistant on a book that had something to do with Sarah Ferguson. Do you remember her? What was she, the Duchess of York? Is she still? I don't know who she is. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, it seems bizarre since I met Prince Charles the other day in the studios at Cardiff and I know nothing about the royal family. And when I got off a train at Krukern coming back from Cardiff having done some filming, I think night shoots and stuff and I was exhausted who should I see my wife talking to on the platform but Sarah Ferguson how bizarre and um, when she was introduced to me the first thing she said to me was you look knackered I thought there's there's a bit of tact and diplomacy that has been the hallmark of her public career <laughs> anyway I'll stop burbling on and um, get ready to get on the train This is your well, I just thought we'd do a quick podcast for the first five minutes of this meeting. <laughs> it's all right. What's the matter? I thought, you, I thought you just got sick and tired of doing minutes and you were just going to record it. Let's say you are. Here's a web bar. Listen to this. <laughs> I don't mind the music. <laughs> Jason's just gone and got the music turned off. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, I am. Fantastic. Is working, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm joined at the beginning of this big finish meeting by uh, Jason Hay Ellery. Hello. Hello. Paul Sprague. Hi. And someone who you've been dying to hear for a long time, but he's been absent from the podcast. And I predict now that he probably won't speak, but David Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. Uh, so, Jason, uh, how are you? I'm fine, thank you very much. Well, it's been a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got, uh, can we tell it? Well, you've just announced the full cast Blake's How exciting is that? I know. Yeah, I'm very excited. 
Do you see why this isn't going to work? <laughs> I just nearly dropped the recorder in a, in some, ooh, dear, in a drink. I just hasten to add that that's lime cordial and soda and not a gin and tonic. Yes, it is exciting that we've uh, just announced the full cast Blake Sevens. <laughs> and you're not even allowed to have a phone on in here. Sure, it's high. <laughs> but that's not going to stop I'm him answering it, is it? So tell me about the uh, full cast uh, Blake Seven audios. Well, there are six of them. Um, they're in the second series. Um, we've got uh, Gareth Thomas and Paul Darrow and Michael Keating and Sally Nivette and Jan Chappell and Brian Croucher. Ooh, back together. I'm very excited about Brian Crouch coming yeah, back. He's in four episodes. Excellent. Um, and he's here now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's a nice little story arc. Which I'm going to say nothing about. That's it. Well, when's it coming out, did you say? January. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's soon. We've recorded half of them, and they'll all be in the can within about three or four weeks. So It's been quite an exciting time, really. We've had a lot of things we've had to keep under. Uh, wraps as it were because we and still more yeah quite yeah so we, we knew we were doing goes out. well quite but we knew we were doing the Avengers for quite some time and now we've been able to announce that although we haven't announced the casting yet have we? no I think we're going to announce the casting during the recording ah, um, okay. I have a press release well, we so the, ac- the actors won't know who they're playing <laughs> Yes, Nick, that is the case I thought as much mm. so by the way you're John Steed Paul Oh, good. Oh, well, I'll look forward to playing that with an, un- an unlikely, slightly West Country-tinged accent. Because <laughs> I have no acting ability whatsoever. I was going to make a comment then, but I went. Um, <laughs> and there's something else coming out there. Yes. Can we mention it? Oh, uh, oh, what he did say we could. Yeah, but the thing is, are we announcing it tomorrow or not? We haven't decided, so... When's this uh, podcast going out? I don't know. When's this podcast going out? I don't know why you're asking me. You've, you've just decided to do it on the hoof. It could go out any time. I only ask that so I get an answer like that from you. It just makes it more entertaining if it's not just me talking all the time. Hello, you know it's what? me. Let's, let's announce it on the basis we'll put this podcast up after we've made the official announcement. So, Nick, do you want to tell us what we're about to launch? Well, I think David should tell us. <laughs> that should give the answer. Why are you playing didgeridoo? <laughs> we're doing... Terry Nation Survivors. Yay! Wow. Oh. Yay! <laughs> that was no. a Mexican wave on a, on a recording. Didn't work, oh. did it? Oh. No, oh. And we're starting right at the very beginning again, so we get to kill lots of people off the world, in fact. <laughs> Look at his glint in his eye when he said that. Uh, when, when we were doing the storylines, we kept sending them round to everybody, and Ken kept sending them back saying, Can we kill more people? Can we? <laughs> <laughs> the whole so world's brutal. being wiped out, virtually. That's not enough for Ken. <laughs> <laughs> there were still people left. I know we've not really allowed Ken to do this before, have we? Because I, I remember when he was when he was directing Highlander, he was all excited because everyone was having their head lopped off left, right, centre. He's going, "This is brilliant. We can't do this with Doctor Who. Everyone's mm. dying." Yeah. So we've not given him a chance since then. He's yeah. obviously loving it. Mm. So that's how we give Ken Bentley a good time. We just give him a script where lost people get killed. He's a sick man. Horribly. So listen, uh, anything else you want to add to this podcast? Perhaps your reactions to my meeting the heir to the throne, Jason. Uh, I think, well, first of all, you, you looked very dashing, I've got to say, you and your suit. Thanks, mate. Uh, also, uh, I did notice that you, um, what's the word? 
you groveled. You groveled. You did grovel. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, you did exactly the same as what I would have done, which yeah. is nod the head. And that's what you, you're yes, supposed, you're to, supposed do. to do. Absolutely. But I do notice these days that um, certain people don't do it anymore. Well, I'll tell you the the thing you get beforehand telling you the mm. etiquette says that you should uh, um, you shake their hand only if they offer it, and you don't have to bow. But it would be appreciated if you did. Yes. So that's the you, you won't admit, get arrested for not. I was completely with you there. I would have bowed. Yeah. A bit of a nod in the head. Yeah. And they were very nice. Were you excited about it, David? I didn't cheat. You didn't shit. I didn't. What? I didn't watch it. Oh, it sounded like your batteries had gone down. Then. No, no, it's terribly exciting. And I'm very proud of you. I was proud of you, actually. But I just didn't watch it. <laughs> ironically, or not ironically, coincidentally, my brother met another royal that day, whose name escapes me. Duke of not Austin? my brother, my although his name escapes me. Yeah, Duke, I the Duke of Kent. Kent. The Duke of Kent. It's usually the Duke of Kent. He does, he d I think he does. I think because he's the patron of Wimbledon, he does everything around this time, and the, you know, just does a load of stuff. Let, gets let out of the house, does that, finishes off with Wimbledon, and then goes right. That's me done for the year. And vanishes. Which one's the Duke of Kent then? It's the one from Kent. Um, is he? Actually, I don't think he is from Kent. <laughs> well, he. All right, the, the one who owns Kent. What do you do with it? Do, you, do they own it? Do they? Do they have? It's not a cabbages in Kent. Does he own cabbages? Yes. Let's go with yes. Yes. We'll okay. Well, I saw, I saw you. I saw you meeting the heir to the throne. Oh, right, it made me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just David. We care, and you just don't care. He's busy. A bunker called the studio. That's true. <laughs> I, I was a bit disappointed that I that I the clip I saw had had you meeting Prince Charles, and then then Camilla started talking to you, and then it cut off. I thought, well. She might have asked you really intriguing questions, and now do I'll never you, know until I ask wow. Do you think either of them are Doctor Who fans? Well, there was a lot of talk afterwards from people saying that Camilla was naming all the Doctors. Ah. And she, they think that's because her children were Doctor Who fans. So, the funny thing is, asking me about, I was mentioning what did Camilla ask me, I have no recollection, because what happened after Prince Charles did the Dalek voice, we were all sort of laughing, and then he went off to the sound man behind me, and I turned around, and as I turned back, suddenly Camilla was just in front of me, <laughs> and I was so taken aback, and I realised she'd been talking to me, but I hadn't really... <laughs> heard anything it's she said and so I smiled and, yeah. <laughs> and she sort of I remember her just sort of going well did you were, were you were, and I was thinking oh god I don't know what you're talking about so I went oh definitely yes so I don't know what she asked me so you I, do sorry 300 years ago they would have t cut your head off for that that's true hold on there's a man with an axe over there David's dying to say something I have a question oh good um, okay. did she regard Peter Cushing as canon <laughs> <laughs> I believe so yes <laughs> controversial people said to me were they nice I said of course they're nice what use are they if they're not nice that's their main function isn't it to be nice mm. they can't even be nice there'd be a revolution <laughs> that's my controversial statement on Did the monarchy this, yes this was again 300 years ago that would have uh, put you in the tower I know there are many cases in history of people making podcasts and getting put in the tower <laughs> before especially 300 years ago I've been watching The White Queen on Sunday on BBC One and oh, they're all making that. podcasts on that you know. <laughs> brilliant Venus has got almost exactly the same theme tune as Downton Abbey there's probably a very good reason for that. It's the same composer. <laughs> I kept thinking, I've heard this before, and then I looked up the name of the composer. Anyways, anyone got anything else to add before we stop this nonsense and madness? Well, I'd just like to say it's a very exciting year to come. Oh. With... Um, oh. No, there's more. It's all right, okay. <laughs> Don't pause, I'll take the microphone okay. away. With survivors, 
the Avengers. Other things I'm sure we'll be doing. And um, obviously with the Doctor Who Ranger, and we've got the anniversary. So I think, you know, can, can we cope with the excitement? There is some light at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David? I can only echo Jason's words, really. Go on then. Yeah, it's just really true. I was, I was telling you earlier that um, we did a lot of driving over the weekend. I, I played countermeasures to my partner. Um, and just as we, we finished the last episode, he turned to me and went, Wow, your job's amazing! We're having an exciting time for Britain, aren't we? We've got a Wimbledon men's champion, we've got a Royal Baby on the way, and we're making brilliant audios. What more does anyone And this is the summer this week. We, yes, you've got to grab it, it haven't you? Summer. What are we doing indoors doing this? Well, there is a, there's a little terrace out there we could sit on. Well, should we do that? Uh, we're just we're just a smoke traffic. So, um, people come up and smoke. And I don't want to. I don't want smoke. No. Anyway, thanks for listening. Yeah. And it's a big goodbye from all of us. Bye goodbye. Bye. Oh, that was the rehearsal. Now I'll put it into record. Okay. Ah. When you travelled with a Time Lord in a battered blue box. That's what every day was like, different from the one before. Some days were like this. A purple sky full of perfect clouds and flocks of gem birds. And other days were like this. Panic and mayhem, the universe in mortal peril, danger at every turn. In fact, most days with the Doctor are like that. Up ahead, the hull of the cargo ship was a wall of steel, and the faces of the people already on board were pressed up to the portholes. The ship was massive. The airlock hatches sealed tight. The ship was filled to the brim, and anyone who had not boarded was going to be left behind. Doctor Who. Shockwave.